Okay, Jamie, it's, it's good to see you again. We've been uh, just before now talking about that we can, in fact, get the mind into a good state. And that if we lose it often, that just gives us an opportunity to practice getting back into it, because that's an important skill, is the skill of getting the mind out of the gutter, out of the world, and back into a nice, beautiful state, which also has the quality of, and Bhikkhu Buddha Dasa labels it with, having a mind fit for work, mm. in the sense of a mind fit for being able to see things clearly. And so much of the beginner's practice is to just look at just the thoughts, because when the mind is put for work, we can begin to see things in the sense of cycles. Mm -hmm. Because, in fact, those thoughts are also in cycles, but we got to be able to identify or pin it down in the sense of this part of the cycle is what's happening right now. And then later we begin to see that the mind is in cycles. And mm -hmm. that I express that often is sometimes you feel like a nut and sometimes you don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is from an old candy commercial years ago. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, I say that one to myself sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Almond joy, you feel like a nut and mounds. And the, and the, the joke is, is that nobody eats mounds. <laughs> so, uh, this is how we begin to understand that, oh, if I can catch the mind while it's in these wholesome, unwholesome arenas and begin to monitor the thoughts, that unwholesome thoughts do come back up. And when they do, do we see that thought as an unwholesome thought? And there's very easy ways to judge it in the sense, is this a thought about someplace else? Is this a thought about something that happened in the past or, or of the future? So if it's not here and it's not now, then it's at least suspicious. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, because sometimes there's like, uh, hey, this is nice. Um, but, you know, I'm not like, uh, I'm not like high like I was previously. You know, that now it just seems like more of a, I'm, yeah, this is, pleasant enough it's sort of fine um, mm -hmm. but then there's a kind of judgment comparing it to what i had experienced previously okay well we actually need to go back and experience those highs from time to time okay then in fact what we're talking about here in the brutal language would be that yeah we can get ourselves into a state of sukha that's actually fairly easy to do now the question is, is can we turn on the juice? Can we get our mojo going? Can we get that uh, enthusiasm and excitement that takes us into the winner circle so that we actually feel like a winner? Mm -hmm. Okay, that we actually need to visit that positive place over and over again and frequently as part of the foundation of the first jhana. That's part of that knowledge also that I can do it. I can get myself back into a really good state. I could do it because I practiced it. As opposed to, oh, well, I've been there. I've done that. 
And now I'm just going to sit here in a kind of a neutral place. No, we need to actually know that we can practice to get up to those those peaks. Mm-hmm. It's, it's sort of like having the mentality of a retired mountain climber. But you can't retire <laughs> as a mountain climber if you haven't been climbing mountains. <laughs> <laughs> And so let give yourself that gift with the Anapanasati of going back into the heights again, as opposed to having thoughts of ordinary been there, done that, or worse, thoughts about whatever's pulling you out of the state that you're in now. Mm. Mm. Yeah, because I guess those that's... unwholesome thoughts will come. Mm. And we need to continue to polish those thoughts or actually change the way that our mind works uh, by observing the mind. That this is something that's quite interesting, that both in the Satipatthana and in the Anapanasati Suttas are both in line and in agreement. But the Anapanasati is the short version and then the long version in the... um, Uh, the Satipatthana Sutta, it talks about investigating the mind to the point of is it being sharp or dull? Is the fire hot or is it smoldering? Mm -hmm. Can you get a blazing rage, uh, a raging fire, not an angry fire, but a happy fire? But you know how rage is. People get so angry. Can you get that joyful? Because you're capable of it. <laughs> okay, so this, these are the peaks. We need to develop these peaks so that we know that we can have that. Kind of as the backup, in a way. That we do. In fact, you could reference then the third jhana would be the third jhana is after we have that peak. And we sit with that peak experience for a while. Now, the first John is actually developing that peak, and we develop it using the technique of gladdening the mind, brightening the mind, investigating the mind. But once we get that peak going, it it runs on itself. We don't have to talk about it anymore. We just have to sit with it and really experience how nice this is. And then after that, as the peak, now we can retire as the as a X mountain climber because mm-hmm. we've been there and we can do it again that the grand champions always come out of retirement for yet another title match okay <laughs> so this is the kind of attitude that we're developing the attitude of you could do this the attitude of everything is really okay mm-hmm. and at the same time we're also once we get into that, that state of getting at least the sukha going, then we want to at least to be able to maintain that, to not let those random or stray thoughts take us even out of this place. Mm-hmm. And so we have to be careful because we've been practicing with the, uh, uh, it's, it's almost like, I had a friend that we went biking together. And one of the things about this guy was, is that 
when we were on a downhill, you know, downhills always have uphills, mm-hmm. right? And when he was going downhill, he would coast. It was a time to rest. And that's not the right time to do that. No, when you're pedaling down here, you want to put it in the highest gear you've got and get going to get the highest speed that you <laughs> can get so that when you're at the bottom of the hill, you've got some momentum that'll help carry you almost up to the top again. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is how we, we're, we're thinking about this, is that we, we can get that mojo. We can get that gear going. We can put our mind into high gear and just pedal like hell. <laughs> <laughs> because it takes us up to those higher speeds of the mind. Mm-hmm. And this is what Anapanasati is, is capable of. And there's other techniques. In fact, I just talked to uh, Daniel about fasting, because fasting can help give the body that kind of uh, state of being so mm-hmm. that we can retap into that reserve energy and retap into that reserve energy. Mm-hmm. And so um, this is kind of the choice that you have. You're actually uh, worthy of congratulations now for being able to at least get yourself up to where anytime you want to, you can get yourself into a really easy, comfortable state. Mm -hmm. So the question is, can you maintain it? That's what we're looking for now is getting ourselves into that pleasant state and then be on guard enough with the thoughts to know when an unwholesome thought is coming, or at least know that these are neutral thoughts, and that if I'm careful with them, they'll at least stay neutral, which means I can stay in the state that I'm in. But if they go south, so will the mind. Mm-hmm. You've got to keep an eye on them. Mm-hmm. To keep an eye on those thoughts. What am I thinking about? Is this worthy of my time is a way to ask. Mm-hmm. Is this really worthy of my time? Am I going to get the feeling of accomplishment about that thought that I would by just having the feeling of accomplishment? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess um, it's it's quite easy to get like a, a feeling of like success and joy from like throwing out a thought. You're like, ah, I got rid of this. But then when you don't have any thoughts to throw out, you're kind of like, <laughs> uh... I guess this wow, is nice. isn't Yeah, isn't that great? Congratulations, you woke up and investigated and you found that there's no unwholesome thoughts anywhere. Isn't that worthy of real success instead of, well, what the hell? <laughs> I'm here to do my job. I'm all dressed up and no place to go now. <laughs> and you see, really, it's all just an attitude. Instead of being all dressed up to go fight with that little thought, there's nothing there we're thinking about and we're fighting over. Isn't that wonderful? We've already <laughs> arrived. <laughs> and that will that's actually part of the process that we'll use to go back up into that mountain state again. That look at that. There's one wholesome thought after another after another. Get a load of that. We can actually do this stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah, I can wake up and see this is a wholesome thought right now. Isn't that marvelous? Everything is okay, really. I can do this. I got no worries for the rest of my days, (laughs) says the song Ahuna Matata. (laughs) 
Yeah, you mm -hmm. really got no problems anymore. And that's what takes us thinking about that and reflecting upon that is what gives us that feeling of going up into the outer space of the mind, the very top. How high can a human mind go? <laughs> well, I don't know. Let's go find out. <laughs> we uh, can do this. You're like, uh, okay, okay. It's like a mm -hmm. feedback loop. <laughs> exactly. So there are a lot of people who uh, cleave to, hang on, let us use the example of the Olympics. And every four years, this either winter or the summer Olympics, and they have these things and people compete for that gold medal. And let us use the example now of the guy who's running the 100 yards dash. And after he's really right up to the close of the line, he's actually through the corners of his eyes, recognizing that his second and third place are way behind him. So that as he crosses the finish line, he crosses the finish line as a champion, no longer as a runner. So instead of just letting it go as he's going, he latches up and raises his arms in the air and lets that ribbon hit him right in the chest as he's already slowing down. Mm -hmm. Okay, so if you get that kind of thing, that's the quality that we want is, is that we have just won this thought and now it's time to slow down and rest. Take our laurels. Take our victory. And we don't even have to lap. Just take our victory right now with this breath. That's the, 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 uh, the kind of thinking that we do that takes us back up into that level of pity, that feeling of really, really good. Okay, okay. And we do that with the thinking that we use. And so this is why we guard that thinking, so that we can actually just sit here and just relish how marvelous it is that I don't have to do anything anymore mm -hmm. right now. There's no burden. We set it down, and I'm not about to pick it back up. <laughs> And, and this is what makes it liberating, is, is that we can see the burdens, and then we set them down, and then we don't pick them back up. This is the knowledge and the deliverance. The knowledge comes from direct observation as we play. Playfulness is actually quite a lot of, uh, let us say, information gathering. And we want to gather up a lot of information about how easy and marvelous life really is, rather than running from the old program that we had years ago. We learned a program from our parents and the teachers and everybody else, and part of that programming that we learned is life sucks. Yeah. And it's those people's fault over there, <laughs> okay? And so we learned that kind of behavior. And what we have to do is to turn that around, that whole mentality of life don't suck. Life's marvelous. Okay, I, I, sometimes though, what's stopping me from getting into this state in the first place is mm -hmm. that, uh, is, is a, like an information gathering thing. It's like, if I try, I might find that I can't do it right now. So it's almost like there's a little bit of a like, ooh, I could, I could start trying, but then if I start trying, maybe I'll be trying too hard and, you know, I just sort of like get caught back into the, Always whatever coming I was back doing to 
yes, I understand those, and those kind of thoughts for you are unwholesome. So when you see that dialogue going on, you can say, hey, I see that, and that there's a better way of dealing with it, and that is everything's okay right now. Right now, everything is great, and it's getting better by the breath. (laughs) And just keep that kind of thought going. Instead of thinking about what do I need to do, you don't need to do anything. You need to stop doing and enjoy the fruits of your labor that you've already put in. You've already put in way too much work. And so always seeing it is taking the benefits, drawing money out of the bank, the joy of juice. Because you've been storing it up in the bank and not spending it. So now it's time to go make a withdrawal and enjoy the party. Okay, okay. That you've got everything already you need to be in the best state that you want to be in. All you have to do is remember that you could do that. And so the the thought is, I can, I can do that. I can do that. This is great. This is it. This is good enough right now. Wow, this is good enough. <laughs> mm. And that's what will take you up, is having up thoughts. And if you have down thoughts, <laughs> it'll take you down. Simple arithmetic like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some right, so some thoughts just take you around the houses. Uh-huh. Sort of like... So let us imagine that we've got a uh, in order to talk about this, like an elevator or maybe uh, a ten-story building with an elevator, which is also judging things from one to ten. Okay, so here we are on the elevator, going up, and. We, we say, well, wait a minute, I'm on, I'm on level four right now. I'm not up to 10. What's wrong with this darned elevator? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of saying, hey, let's enjoy step four, knowing that the elevator is going to be going up. It's going to go better than this. And so you can actually take yourself up like that. This is exactly what we're talking about that is used in some systems called a hypnotic induction or even self-hypnosis. We can actually talk ourselves into feeling the way that we want to, but the Buddha adds the extra added ingredient and let's do it wholesome (laughs) and wisely. (laughs) So uh, this is also wrapped up with the power of placebo. Okay, and it has to do with developing the attitude of a winner. And so every thought that you have of being a loser is pulling you back down when in fact you can say, wait a minute, I'm not a loser. I'm not going back down. This the feeling that I have right now is good enough. Isn't that marvelous? And things are getting better and better. I shine so bright, I need shades or something like that. (laughs) Is in some song from the 80s. So uh, this is how we begin then to look at it is is that you are already a winner. You're already the star of your own show. 
or better still, you're the producer of the show. And so all your job is now is to just to sit back and let the actors do their jobs and just enjoy the show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because life is a marvelous show if you pay close attention to it. But if you start comparing what we're getting now with what we used to have, we're going to wind up with a bunch of crap, a bunch of smoky. <laughs> and so this is the quality then is to remember to keep applying, keep applying, keep sustaining, keep coming back to the wholesome, keep looking at the way things really are. Let's be in reality rather than thinking about, well, this is not good enough because I have been in the past. <laughs> mhm, mm mhm. Mm That's just immediately unwholesome. It's just right here, and it's. Uh huh. I'm glad you could see that. That's great. <laughs> so, that's one question. How many questions do we have on the list? Um. Well, I suppose the other main thing is that I just, you know, back in the day when I first started meditating, I used to meditate loads. Uh, I used to do like an hour, hour and a half a day. But nowadays, I just never really sit down <laughs> and do it. Okay. I kind of like sometimes I'll do it, you know, uh, throughout my day while I'm walking along or I'm on the bus or something. Yeah. Um, so the Buddha recommends seclusion. Mm hmm. And he also recommends going to a forest, to the foot of a tree, to an empty hut, to a pile mm. of straw. Maybe he means in nowadays language, go to the city park. Yeah. Or uh, go yeah. out into the woods, you know, go and get away from it all. Mm. That's and so retreats are supposed to actually be set up that way. They want a retreat setting in a place where there's a forest and all of that. So at least they could take that check off the box. Okay check that off so uh that's the first thing is to get ourselves into seclusion so that we can practice climbing the that mental mountain mm -hmm. or going up in the elevator one step at a time this floor and then the next floor and every time we take a breath it takes another floor and it just gets better and better Okay, so we need to practice that because nobody else around is going to be practicing that way. We need to be off in the woods secluded to be able to do that in order to get good at it. And so, uh, but a formal retreat or sitting on the floor for an hour generally makes the mind really dull. And it also has a lot of aches and pains when students are not comfortable used to sitting that way. Mm -hmm. and, and so... Um, Un, unknowingly, many meditation students add to their dukkha toll rather than subtract from it. Mm -hmm. Why? Because number one, they practice meditation because they want something. So already they're in a state of deprivation about something they don't have. And if they hadn't ever heard about meditation, they'd be better off. <laughs> It's like hearing all about Las Vegas, but you can't go. Mm -hmm. And so then they start doing, rig oh, well, Daddy, I'll, I'll try really hard. Mr. Authority figure I'll work really hard if you give me a free pass. 
And so look how hard I work. Look how hard I try at this meditation. I'm really struggling, you know. <laughs> Please see how hard I'm working so that you could give me a gift. Some grace, some forgiveness. Come on, God, do your job already. <laughs> <laughs> I've worked really hard. <laughs> and you can see how that's built right into our culture. Mm. That if I fail, at least I have to look like I'm working hard at it. Struggle. Where what we're doing instead is much more like persist. To over and over again, keep coming back, keep coming back, keep coming back. Over and over again. Because struggle has that built-in dukkha quality to it. To where persistence doesn't. It's okay to do it again and do it again and do it again. Or repeat that in fact the joke is is that on every shampoo bottle that is sold in any grocery store in the world has the entire teaching of the Buddha right there on the back label um, and the, the, the sentence ends in rinse and repeat <laughs> <laughs> rinse and repeat Rinse the mind and then repeat. Rinse the mind and repeat. Rinse the mind and repeat. Rinsing the mind over and over again. This, that is so brilliant. The entire teaching of the Buddha is on a shampoo bottle. <laughs> mm -hmm. So that's all there is to it. Just keep repeating something wholesome. <clears throat> Take the mind. You you create your own reality already. I know that that sounds magical, but it's actually quite true that we no one actually lives in a real, real reality. We all live in our own constructed reality that's based upon our past experiences. Mm -hmm. That's why there's both a Republican and a Democrat party is because when everybody who's voting now was in diapers, there was a Democrat and Republican Party <laughs> then, too. <laughs> and so we get attached unknowingly. And so then, even though the worst things happen that we're associated with, we try to justify it, make it okay. Mm -hmm. Rather than seeing it the way that it is. Because if we see it the way that it is, we can make an improvement. But if we're denying what's going on, so this is a, a part of the quality is, is that, yeah, when the mind wanders away, that's okay. Recognize that the mind wander away. That's the only way we're going to get it back. If we say, oh, no, the mind didn't wander away. It was just going down to do this, that, and the other thing. <laughs> or the worst that the students do is bad mind. You wandered away. Mm -hmm. And now we're right back into unwholesome. So when you do run, when the mind does run away from the breath and we see that, oh, there you are. I've been looking for you. Oh, I'm so glad to see you. <laughs> and there you are. Hey, let's go back to the breath, okay? <laughs> so always nurturing. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, hmm, hmm. 
Okay. I should <laughs> I should really I should really um you know make some more time to meditate because I'm al I'm always doing something else and then you know I, I it's better I to do I it for short periods of time. Yeah, mm. short periods of time. In fact, I would highly recommend if you can do it is every five for five minutes every hour. Mm -hmm. 55 on and four and five minutes off. Take five minutes off every hour. <laughs> You'll probably wind up being more productive. If you work two or three hours actually working, but most of us are lollygagging anyway, which is yeah. not particularly wholesome. Or we talk about the worst things that we saw on television. And here we can take that five minutes and really, really get ourselves relaxed and peaceful and joyful and everything is easy going again. So that's what I would recommend rather than long sitting times. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because in you know, five minutes you are dedicated. I am going to spend this five minutes blissing myself right out. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, very good. All right. I will definitely do that. All right, Jamie. Well, folks are uh, coming home, so this would be a good time to, to to finish this. I'm really enjoying this conversation, though. <laughs> so I'll see you later. Yeah. Well, take care, Damarato. Wish you all the best. All right. See you soon. See ya.